I'm Matt Bush for BPR News. Outside of Old Fort, the Western North Carolina Railroad bends around Andrews Geyser. The man-made fountain is named after the vice president of the company that owned the railroad, which was built in the 1870s. Now, the thousands of laborers who did the work are finally memorialized at the site, too. As so many places are in the mountains of western North Carolina, Andrews Geyser is especially picturesque in October. The bright fall sunshine lit up a day when the latest step took place in trying to heal one of the region's most painful and horrific tales. Andrews Geyser is right in the middle of the largest loop of what's called the Old Fort Loops. Steve Little is the mayor of Marion and a historian who's written books about the Western North Carolina Railroad. He calls this stretch of tracks the most significant engineering achievement in the United States during the time it was built from 1875 to 1879. The straight line distance from Henry Station to the western portal of the Swannanoa Tunnel is 3.4 miles, but the track is 9 miles. It loops so that it can climb 1,002 feet. Who built this marvel? Charlie Akins, John Lamb, Green McCullop, Lucy Morgan, David Odins. Thousands of incarcerated laborers built this. Nearly all of them were African-American. Dr. Dan Pierce reads the names of some of those laborers from the memorial which now sits at Andrews Geyser. The historian at UNC Asheville is the president of the rail project which pushed to build the memorial. It's important to acknowledge, um, again, the individual sacrifice and, and the gift that these people gave all of us. Once completed, the railroad finally connected western North Carolina to the rest of the state, helping to build a new industry here tourism, which more than 140 years later remains the region's chief economy. The laws that incentivized the arrests of all those incarcerated African-American laborers that built the railroad, those still linger to this day, too. In many ways, the states just kind of revamped those slave codes and turned them into what became known as black codes. Dr. Darren Waters is North Carolina's state historian. He says the Black Codes essentially criminalized vagrancy. But it really was a way for states to continue to uh, find ways to control the labor, especially of black men. For the simple crime of vagrancy, you could be put into jail or prison for X number of years for something as simple as not being able to show that you were gainfully employed and then the state would contract it with um, with private employers to use that labor on work crews throughout the state. The disproportionate arrests and incarcerations of African-Americans that still exist in 2021, that could be traced to the Black Codes. I mean, this has had a tremendous impact on Black families through, throughout history, and I think that we you know, have to have the courage to kind of face that. Of the more than 3,000 laborers forced to build the Western North Carolina Railroad in the late 1870s, approximately 98% were African American. And until this month, they weren't recognized at Andrews Geyser, but the vice president of the company that owned the railroad was. In this country, there's a need to recognize that there's been an ongoing I think, conversation between capital and labor. And capital always seems to win out in those conversations. Now that the labor has finally been recognized, the next step is to find some of the graveyards where the close to 300 laborers believed to have died working on the railroad are buried. Easier said than done, according to Steve Little. When rock would fall in the tunnel, it would sometimes fall on the incarcerated laborers. They'd be killed. 
Well, there was not a formal graveyard. They would just take them out and toss them aside, bury them right there where they worked. The whole railroad is a sort of a graveyard. I'm Matt Bush, BPR News.